Welcome back, everybody. It's the Wildcat Alley Podcast. I'm Alex Margatulio, my main man, Juice Thompson. We are on episode four, season two. And I'm proud to tell you all the Wildcat Alley is now sponsored by Underdog Sports. We're their newest partner. And on top of that, I got even better news for you. They're currently running a promotional um, code for all new users. The easiest way for you to get in on this special is by downloading the Underdog Fantasy app and using our code WCA24. Um, even if you've already, already registered but haven't deposited, uh, you can still use this promo. Um, so get started today and come play along with Juice and I um, at Underdog Fantasy. Looking forward to this partnership. And Juice, um, obviously off the top, some exciting news, partnered with Underdog. Um, but a little bit of a whirlwind week. Let's get into it a little bit here. Yeah. Um, a tale of uh, a tale of two teams, really. Um, the Cats go down to, to Champaign and really just get their teeth kicked in um, from the jump. And then, you know, we come back to Welsh Ryan um, on an electric Sunday night and take down a, a red-hot Michigan State Spartan team. So curious to hear your thoughts on the week starting uh, with the bloodbath down in Champaign. What were your thoughts there and and really, how do you think we we turned that around and, and had a, a much different result here at home? Yeah. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, you know, we're excited to be partnering with Underdog. You know, fantasy sports this is a big thing. And, you know, speaking about Northwestern, man, that, that was a tough game to watch down in Champaign. As you know, you know, it's tough playing there. You know, they're a great team. And, you know, they, they came out and they had a chip on their shoulders. You know, right now they don't have one of their, their key guys, Terrence Shannon, playing. And. They got other people stepping up. You know, that's what it takes for the good teams to win. Guys stepping up once they have the opportunity. But just feel like from the, from the tip, you know, we, we didn't have, you know, any, any energy. We didn't play our game. We didn't play defense. We had no answer for, you know, their guards, even their bigs. You know, they were stretching us out and Coleman Hawkins, picking and popping, hitting the three, driving to the lane, getting dunks. And then the guard, what's it, Domask. He's, as we talked about a little bit, a little while ago, he's, He's special. He's special. Yeah, he's like, you know, they give him the ball and do what you want to do. And, you know, it was a tough loss. You know, Boo still had 20 points, but he wasn't able to create. And, you know, that's something that, you know, reading and hearing in the press conferences, you know, the coaches wanted to kind of adjust that and get the ball moving a little bit for that next game against Michigan State. Because it felt like, you know, a lot of people were just standing around watching. And it was just tough. But, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to the Cats came back, worked hard, made some adjustments. And as you mentioned, got a big win against Michigan State. Sold out crowd. You know, it was a whiteout. You know, what, five, six days before, they were sending the emails announcing that the game was sold out. And, you know, you were there. So we'd love to hear your opinion about, you know, what the atmosphere was like and, you know, what you saw. Because obviously it was two different teams. The ball was moving a lot better. We took care of the ball, made shots, and we were, you know, playing defense how we – how we usually play. We were playing pretty much our Wildcats game. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Juice. And I'll, I'll touch on Illinois in a little bit, but um, I'll answer your first question about, about the Michigan State game. I thought we were just – we played together. Uh, I think we had 22 assists on 32 makes. Yeah, That's Wildcat basketball, right? Like, we need the ball to be popping around. We need to be hitting our cutters and making crisp passes. I feel like that, that just wasn't the case um, earlier in the week. 
And I know uh, CC mentioned in his, in his presser about player and ball movement and getting back to that cutting and, and, and crisp passing game, which I think we had right from the jump against Michigan State. We were hitting guys in stride um, in the shooting pocket. Guys were ready to play as well. I feel like we were just ready to play. The energy was there. Obviously, the home crowd helps, which was incredible. Um, but I feel like we just went back to our roots and we're like, okay, we're going to run good stuff. Um, we're going to run good stuff and we're going to put our, our best players in, in, in situations to score. Ty Berry was incredible last night. Probably, I, I think I've said this a couple times already. It's his best game he's played as a Wildcat, but he did a tremendous job offensively yeah. and just was able to stretch that Michigan State defense who likes to play that pack line. Um, and then just opened up a ton of uh, opportunities for others, uh, you know, a, as we saw. So, you know, Boo, first career first career double double which I was actually surprised about I, I thought he had had a, a few before um but again just another really clean game from him no turnovers 10 assists That's um and a, and a really quiet 19 points he didn't shoot the ball all that well um but was good defensively when he had to guard Tyson Walker I know he got his 27 but he was doing a good job off the ball making it difficult for him and then you know he did a good job of drawing fouls we got them in the bonus early and allowed them to not be as aggressive. Uh, defensively, and again, just opened up a lot of opportunities for others. I'll, I want to give a shout out to Luke, Hung, Luke Hunger as well. Another great adjustment by by the staff, um, inserting him into the starting lineup. He he gave us great twenty minutes of, of ball yesterday, five or six from the field, ten points, you know, four or five rebounds, but did a really good job of um, maintaining their front line. And then when he got the ball, scoring inside. Um, being a good facilitator out on uh, out on the perimeter as well, and setting good screens, um, so our you know our main scorers would get open. So, I mean, uh, all that in unison really provided us the best game plan moving forward. And and really from let's call it the the ten minute mark of the of the second half on, we really dominated them on both sides of the court. Did and you know like you mean I know you mentioned Luke. And, you know, another thing that stood out, like you said, we're playing wildcat ball with the ball is moving around. Everybody's touching it. All five starters were in double digits. Yeah, and, I love you know, that. That's tough to beat when you, you just don't know who to key in on. And it just seemed like everybody was in sync. No one was self, selfish. Everyone was genuinely happy for each other, no matter who was scoring the ball. And, you know, I just think that was a like it's like night and day tale of two teams. But obviously, you know, we came out, protected home court. And one other thing that stood out, you know, we think we have the advantage 21 to two in points off turnovers. And as yep. you know, Michigan State, they're trying to get up and down. I think, you know, we did a pretty good job after watching the game again, you know, seeing that we, for the most part, got back in transition defense and were able to set up and kind of pack it in and not let them get out and get that momentum that they like to get, you know, throwing lobs, getting a dunk, getting the crowd involved. So I think we did a really, really good job. Was there anything from the Illinois game? That stood out. You want to touch on? I know that was in the past, and we got beat pretty yeah. good. But I, I think our like from that game was, I think a, a, another one of those games that you just kind of flush, right? Um, Illinois just got everything they wanted right from the jump, right? I mean, they they went to their ISO ball like again, like pretty early, and just gave Damas the rock, and we're like, okay, well, we're gonna. We're going to ISO him on the wing and he's going to make the right play. And he did like credit to him. He was making some really tough jumpers. He's nice. Like I, I wasn't that familiar. I hadn't watched Illinois all that much leading up to the game. I watched him like in spurts. Yeah. And th this is when Shannon was, was playing. 
Um, so b- being able to just like give him the ball and, and have him isolate uh, one of our guys on the wing, it, it, that's tough to guard, right? It, it, it basically eliminates our, our path line, our, our help and our ability to, to, to cause deflections and steals, especially when you have a leader like the mask on the floor that can really just make the right play. Um, not only was he making shots, he was finding the right guys and they were able to get that um, additional pass to, to wide open shooters and, and they were knocking them down. Uh, they have a good team. I'm, I was impressed with Illinois, um, but I don't even remember the last time he gave up 96. Uh, you know, so I, 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 there's a lot to to digest from that game, but I think it was more of a, okay, they were red hot. They had a guy that scored 32, made all the right plays. They were at home. And then they fed off of that energy um, that they were, that they needed and that chip on their shoulder um, for having one of their stars out. So, um, yeah, I was impressed with them. I, I, again, I, I I was I was down on our performance, but seeing us come back and bounce back against Michigan State, that was more in line with I feel like what we're going to see over the course of the rest of the Big Ten season and and hopefully into March. Um, I think we're if we have that balanced scoring attack. And it was good to see Brooks back too, right? Um, the tape was off the hand a little bit more. I really wanted to, to, to call that out as well. You know, I think he was struggling a little bit with that tape on that shooting hand. Um, you know, as you know, like anything that goes on that shooting hand can really impact the way it comes off your hand, your dribbling, your like all that stuff. So I think he was a little out of sorts with that injury. So it was good to see him come back and, and, and really perform well against Michigan State. He had 16 and seven. So really getting back to um, his prowess on the, the offensive end um, was really good to see. There we go. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't, that was a great call. Great call out with Brooks. And then just being a player, understanding how something on your hand, especially a shooting hand can throw you off. So, all right. Yeah, well, I mean, what was he, what was he against Illinois? He was, he didn't shoot in the field. Like Three he, of 12, right. And a lot, and a, a, a couple of those were later, time, you know? Yeah. You know, so I, I think I really think that had a big impact on um, on what was going on. And then um, let's talk about Martinelli as well. I mean, he has been uh, a really nice bench addition, right? Yeah. His improvement has really showed up. Yeah. I think um, his, his conditioning is improving a little bit. Like, you know, he was out all the fall with a foot injury. So him getting back into the swing of things and he's averaging seven a game couple rebounds, couple assists. He's not turning the ball over. Um, he's starting to settle in a little bit defensively as well. Uh, he has been a, a really nice boost off the bench. What are, what do you what else are you seeing out there? Man, so like you said, pretty much he's stuffing the stat sheet, but for something that really stands out to me with him is the energy he comes in with. You know, he's able to, you know, change the the pace and the style of the game when he comes in. Sometimes we may get off to a slow start. And he's coming in and, you know, we're ca- he's capable of making a three, but also he's patient in the paint, in the post. He's got some tricky post moves and then he's yeah. getting that left hand. And then you see he gets an and one, he gets a deflection, dives on the floor. He's screaming, getting the crowd involved, hyping his teammates up. So I love, you know, in addition to him, you know, adding rebounds, points and everything, I love the energy that he's bringing. I really yeah. feel like he's able to change the game sometimes for us in a good way with that energy. Yeah, it's a great point. That's a great point. That's yeah. a great point. You know, like that that guy off the bench needs to bring energy. They need to bring, you know, a shot of enthusiasm, uh, especially, I mean, because you're going to, a starter's going to come off the floor, 
you're going to need to, you know, insert yourself into that game, be ready to play. And I think he's done a really good job of that. He hasn't really needed any time uh, to, to settle in or anything like that. As soon as he comes in off the bench, he is rip and ready to go. Um, he's not afraid either, right? He's, he's, he's taking shots as soon as he gets in. He doesn't need to swing it a couple times. Yeah. He's able to get in that post, get to that spin back to that left every time. I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen him shoot a right-handed shot. Me either. I don't think so either. But somehow, some way, he's getting to that left hand. Yeah. He's efficient down there too. So it's great to have, especially with his height, his strength and everything, being able to finish and step out and hit the three. He's great. He's been a huge, huge help for us off the bench. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that was a good recap on everything. Again, I think the Illinois game is a little bit of an anomaly. Um, flush that one. And then we come back against Michigan State. Really solid performance, top to bottom, from start to finish. Um, a, a dominating performance. And it was interesting to to hear um, both Chris Collins and uh, Coach Izzo's press conferences yesterday. Izzo obviously wasn't um, too impressed with, with his team's effort. Um, but I think it's a huge um, – what do you say? Like a, a, a huge uh, – boost or a huge compliment that that Izzo gave uh, our guys is that number one we were ready to play and we just out physical them right and that 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 doesn't happen a lot to a Michigan State team so I just think it it shows the toughness and the mentality that the coaching staff implemented throughout the rest of the week of getting back to Northwestern basketball getting back to the roots of okay we need to defend at a high level but at the same time let's play free but um understand that we need to take care of the basketball and we need to get each other good looks. And I think all of that came to fruition last night in a, a really impressive effort, scoring 88 points against a team that's been red hot, that just held Penn State to like 50 points. Um, yeah. To come out and, and, and have a performance like that should trend positively um, into this week. So, um, you know, let's get into the week ahead, right? We have another tough games, two, on two games on the road, right? Yes. Yeah. No matter who you're playing in the conference, I know Penn State's struggling a little bit right now. Um, but whenever you have to go there, it's a tough place to play, mm-hmm. right? It's the, the the flight there is always chaotic, especially in the winter. Yes. Right? Yeah. We've had we had to land, you know, outside of Happy Valley before and bus in on some crazy turbulence. Like that stuff that stuff happens. It's 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 wild when you when you're trying to fly into Happy Valley. They play differently than everyone in the conference too, right? Like they, they press, um, they have really quick guards with Kanye Cleary and Ace Baldwin. Um, like, so those are, uh, those are some, you know, things that I'm looking at with that game. And then obviously Wisconsin on Sunday. So what do you see forecasting for the rest of the week? Um, and, and what can we expect out of, out of the cats? Yeah, I see two tough games coming up, you know, like you mentioned, just because Penn State has been struggling as of late, you can't count them out. You know, in the Big Ten, everyone's beating up on each other, and it's one game series pretty much, so anybody could be anybody. And as you mentioned, Penn State plays a lot different than than most of the teams with the pressing and the really good guards that they have. And one of the stats that I've, I've noticed with uh, Penn State, so Cleary, he's, what, been the leading scorer 11 out of the 14 games? Yep. And they only they're zero and three. No, zero and two when he's not the leading scorer. And one of the games they won, he had fourteen points as well as one of the players. So, I think that could be something that could be beneficial towards us. You know, obviously we always do a great job of 
keying in on the main guys, if we can kind of try to take him out and let some other players score and try to do more work, I think that can be helpful. But all in all, we come out and play our style of play like we just did against Michigan State because that's our identity. Play defense, you know we're going to trap in the post, share the ball, not just one person, everyone standing around watching. I think we'll be more than fine. And, you know, a little little uh, interesting fact, uh, talking about this with Taylor Battle not too long ago, I, I never beat Penn State, you know, in my four years playing at Northwestern. And he said, you know, since he's been coaching at Northwestern, he hasn't beat Penn State. So it's just something like I think it's, it's time for us to finally get over that hump for, for me and Taylor's sake or whatever, get a win. Did you ever beat Penn State in your time there? Yeah, yeah, we did. We got him, yeah. Yeah, we beat him a couple of times, um, yeah. twice in Happy Valley. Awesome. Um, we struggled wow. with him at home. We, I lost to him on my senior night. Um, career high for me, but took the yeah. L. Um, and, like, that was that. Was that. Um, but, again, just a tough place to play. You never know what the weather's going to be. It's a little cold in that arena because I think they I – don't, I don't know if they put ice under the floor for, for the hockey. Um yeah. It's always cold in there. It's it's different. Um, it's not it's not always like fully packed either. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I just a it's just an interesting place to play. And there's I, for your sake, for Taylor's sake, um, really want really want a dub there. I mean, and I mean obviously for our record's sake, we, we need that. Um, that would get us a three and one in the conference, and then setting us up for a really difficult game on the road in Madison, 11 a.m. tip um, central time. So that's going to be really difficult. Wisconsin is playing better than, you know, just about anyone in the country, especially in the conference. Um, They are looking like, you know, the second or third best team in the conference right now. They're scoring the ball. They have guys playing with extreme confidence, AJ Store is a super athlete and a really good player, along with, you know, their guys that have a ton of experience. You're looking at Chuck, Chucky Hepburn, you're looking at Tyler Wall, Stephen Crowell. Like those are those are really good division one basketball players that um, have put up some really good numbers over the course of their career. So they're playing at a really high level. I think our styles mesh really well. Like we play very similar, right? We take care of the ball, passing, cutting, screening. Um, really detail oriented uh, on both sides, so I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Probably the game of the weekend in the conference. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be, you know, like you said, game of the week. We match up and feel like it's going to be one of those dog fight games where it comes down yeah. to, you know, you're gonna, for our sake, you know, we're gonna put the ball in Boo's hands. But fortunately, you know, we have other players that can make plays. But I think it might be one of those grinded out games. You know, we're too. Great defensive teams. I think we're both only giving up like 66, 67 points. And, you know, it's going to come down to rebounding too. You know, they have a statistically having a little advantage. And that's been an area we've kind of struggled a little bit. You know, our bigs haven't been, you know, cleaning up on the glass. Even though yesterday we did a better job. I think we only lost the rebounding battle by two to Michigan State, which, you know, says a lot. Because, as you know, they're, they're flying in for those offensive rebounds and everything. But I think, you know, like Penn State, we come out, we play our game start on the defensive end and move the ball around, kind of wear them down a little bit, I think we'll be fine. But, you know, it's tough playing at the Cole Center, as you know. The crowd's going to be loud. And then you got to adjust playing at 11 a.m. We're not used to playing that early all the time. So, yeah, something else that goes into it, too, with your preparation and stuff. But I think we'll be fine. That's a good point. How do you – what do you think 
Boo needs to do against that drop coverage that Wisconsin plays, right? Um, coming from a, a point guard like yourself, what are you looking to do against that type of coverage? Because um, I think for the most part, that's what they run, right? They, they stick to their defensive principles. Um, if on screen roll, they're doing a lot of drop coverage with their big, trying to make you finish over the top. What would you do as a point guard um, trying to attack that coverage, not only to score for yourself, but to set, set your teammates uh, up as well? Yeah. Uh, as a point guard coming off those, you know, you got to, as you talked about earlier in the pod, you know, Luke Hunger and those guys screening. You know, they have to set those screens, especially if that big is in a drop, drop coverage. If our bigs can set a screen and sometimes maybe hold it for a second longer, that gives Boo, you know, Ryan, those guys coming off the screen a little bit more time to get in the paint. And obviously, you know, you got to come off a ball screen aggressive looking to score. That doesn't mean shoot every time, but you got to put it in a defensive mind that you're coming off the score. And then that causes them, um, you know, some mismatches. That makes guys, draws guys into the paint to help, opens up your shooters on the wing. So Boo just has to come off aggressive. Guys set some good screens for him. And, you know, he does have that mid-range. He can shoot the pull-up. But he's been really, really good over the last few years with that floater. So we'd love to see him get to his floater. And once he knocks down a few of those, help defense is going to have to step up. That's going to open it up for the shooters. And especially the way he played yesterday, 10 assists, zero turnovers. I think he should be able to get in the paint and kind of, you know, make a living, whether it's for himself or for his teammates. He does a great job keeping guys on his back, you know, bumping them, standing, you know, with his pivots and everything. So I think he'll be really good. I think he'll be really effective coming off screens, getting into the paint. Yeah, I think that's a key to look, to look out for, uh, especially attacking that coverage. So um, good insight there, Juice, coming from the mind of a point guard. Yeah. No, that's a good call out. I mean, that's a big thing. You know, they're in that drop coverage. Wisconsin, they've been doing that since, you know, we played in college. They were yes, always they that changed. That's their thing. They're playing their style. But I think we got the players that can, you know, exploit that and take advantage and create for themselves and for their teammates. So I think our bigs are going to be important, setting good screens, and then you still got to roll fast, too, to draw that big man back. You know, so that way it causes some indecisiveness, if you'll say, whether the guard goes with the big or the big steps up to the guard. But I think we'll be more than fine, as long as we play defense. We'll always yeah, have defensively our defense. Defensively, I think we need to guard the three-point line. When they're making threes, they're very difficult to beat. Yeah. Um, I would love to know, you know, what their record is if they score over 70 points. Um, probably very good, uh, just based on, you know, how they've been all year. But, um, you know, if, if Wisconsin scoring 70 to 75 points, um, you're in for a long night. So really looking to see that, uh, defensive energy pick up, um, attention to detail, attention to the scout, I think is going to be super critical when, uh, trying to beat them at the Cole center. You basically have to play a perfect game, uh, because you know, they're really tough at home. Uh, they always shoot the ball better there. And uh, that crowd is is tough, and it's a tough place to play. So, um, good insight there. Yeah. So, expecting a big week, one and one for this last week. But as a Cats fan, you know, alum, I'm saying we're going to go two and zero this week. Get two big wins on the road. Then we're going to keep this momentum going and enter our way back into the rankings. That's my. I vote. think so as well. I think so as well. I think it's a big week for us. Um, I know we just got some vo- some votes in the, the AP poll. Um, yeah, with the performance against Illinois, uh, don't know if we deserve to, to to creep into the top 25 yet. Um, although a lot of the uh, you know the, the bracketologists do have us in the tournament right now, we're still at a you know a little bit of a higher seed. I'd love to see us 
put a little streak together, get to the top 25, and then get to that 5-6 line on the um, tournament seedings. Um, obviously, a ton of a ton of games left to, to go. We got to take care, care of business. I think you said something um, perfect earlier. Every, every game is a, a one-game series, right? We need to uh, prepare equally as hard for Penn State as we would for Wisconsin. We'll handle Penn State first. Have your couple days of prep, rest, you know, get back into to working on things uh, to help you, and then, you know, get ready for Wisconsin. So really eager to see how the Cats come out um, against these couple um, tough, uh, tough opponents here coming up. Yeah. Should be interesting. So we'll be. One talking. other thing to note. One other thing to note that came out of, uh, of news today regarding uh, Billy McKinney's uh, oh, yeah, retirement yeah. ceremony. Yes. But that's going to be March 2nd, I believe. And uh, obviously, you and I have a great relationship with Billy. Um, we understand how much he means to the program and to basketball uh, overall. So that's going to be a, a really exciting moment. Obviously, we'll talk about it. In, in pods to come and hopefully have him on as well. But um, really going to be a special, special night in Welsh Ryan when, when we see that jersey go up into the rafters. Definitely. Well-deserved. Couldn't go to a better person, you know, to have the first jersey retired. So definitely looking forward to that. We will be in the building. Now, this was a, another great episode. We'll be back with you guys soon. And don't forget, promo code WCA24, Underdog Fantasy Sports. Appreciate you guys. Wildcat Alley. Alex, I'll let you take us out from there. Always- yeah, appreciate you, Juice. Another great episode. Looking forward to the week ahead. And uh, we'll be back soon with more content. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Was it Beyond the Big Ten? Shout out to you guys.